When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up? What is up? What is up, family? It is about to be a huge 90-minute show today. Now, look, one of the greatest dynasties in all of sports, the Warriors, they got a huge shakeup in this man, Chris Paul, joining Steph Curry this season. But there might be a problem. And I can't wait to tell you about it. I got to head to the desk, though, to break things down. My dog, James Jones, in for Shady McCoy. How you doing, Jack? Good, my brother. It's all good with you? Now, I got to figure yeah. something out. Where do you get the beard oil from? Oh, you know man, I went to your locker room. <laughs> <laughs> my dog, Jay, fresh as ever. Far end, NBA insider, Slick, Rick Dubuque. Slick, how we feeling? Good. I got the color resume today. Yes, so, you I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> I knew you were about to say, because I was about to yeah. say, Slick brought a little plum <laughs> to the table. I there see you. And that is brilliant, as always, Dr. Joy Taylor. Well, let's get right to it, because you've heard from these brilliant, astute people on the desk, but I need you to hear what Chris Paul said in an interview moments ago. Of their depth, their, their bench players that you might be playing alongside. Uh, you coaching? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You would never come off the bench of your entire career. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Me and Steve have talked or whatnot, but I, you know, that ain't something that you'd be like, what up, man? Where you starting? You coming off? You know what I mean? So I think we'll figure all that stuff out in camp. You heard it here first, James. You heard it here first, Joy. You have heard it here first, Slick. There will be a problem (laughs) in Golden State. It is very, very, very hard. It is actually inhumane, I would say, to expect a... 12-time, I believe, All-Star in Chris Paul, Mm. an excess of 10-time All-Star and 10-times All-NBA player to be content, Mm. to be ecstatic, to be elated, to even be okay and complicit Mm. with now coming off of the bench. The moment that Chris Paul got traded to Golden State, James, I literally said to LaShawn McCoy, I said, hey, big dog, it's hard for a tree to become a seed. It is hard for somebody who is a bona fide superstar over the course of his NBA career to now ride the bench regardless of who he is riding the bench for. But we hadn't heard Chris Paul from his own mouth utter any sort of feelings about it either way. Now he gets asked a question. Well, Chris, you know, how do you feel about the bench players that you'll be having to play for? You coaching? (laughs) Oh, like it was assumed, CP, you were coming off the bench. Common Mm -hmm. sense says you're a point guard. Steph Curry's a point guard. Steph is currently better than you. You're going to be backing him up. I know that. You know that. Mm -hmm. Joy knows that. Slick knows that. But for whatever reason, Chris Paul doesn't seem to know that or at least be okay with it. Yeah. Should you be worried? Are you worried? Should Warriors fans, NBA fans, be worried about Chris Paul and the Warriors? I'm actually not worried about Chris Paul and the Warriors Mm. because I saw them make it work with Kevin Durant. 
All right, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr and Draymond Green are going to find a way uh. to make Chris Paul comfortable in whatever they're asking him to do. Okay, they will make the room. Mm. They will massage that. The problem, <laughs> the problem is going to be who he was talking to, the media. Mm. Because that's who he snapped on. Oh, don't go making assumptions about me. Yeah. Now, why is that a problem? It's because Steph Curry, Draymond Green, the stars of that team have had an amazing relationship yeah. with the media. True. Why? Because they're always thoughtful. They're always insightful. They're not... Chris Paul came off as guarded. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. And then, the, like the other... We haven't had the conversation. Like, he's playing games. What I know about Steph and Draymond and those guys, whatever you think about them, they don't play games. They, they, they give you thoughtful, this is kind of what's going on, this is what we're struggling with. They're very honest and upfront. So if Chris Paul is not that, it reminds me of where things went south with Kevin Durant. Because the problem really wasn't, as much as people want to put it on Draymond Green, it wasn't Kevin Durant's issue with Draymond or Steph or any of those guys. His issue was how the media and the fans viewed him. They saw him as second to Steph. Well, if Chris Paul is going to feel like, oh, wait a minute, the media is treating me like I'm second to Steph? Mm. That's, th that's the same issue that ran KD out of, out of town. Mm. So that's where I see the, being the problem. Mm. Not the Warriors having an issue. Not Chris Paul having an issue with the Warriors. Chris Paul having an issue with how the media and the fans perceive his role mm. with the Golden State. Break it down for me, Joy. Break it down for me, Joy. Where do you stand? Ooh. I will say, I really love Summer League. <laughs> 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 We're getting a lot of uncensored uh, yes, quotes. They are not in mid-season uh, coach nope. speak form out there in Vegas. And I personally appreciate it, especially this time of year. So mm. keep that up. Keep them coming. Oh, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I thought this was understood. That's why it's, it's a kind of Say a Say that weird. again? You thought it was what? I thought it was understood. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> the role was going to be. And roles are very important. I yes. am a big, big believer in roles playing a part in any type of situation being success successful. A, a family needs roles. Organizations need roles. Uh, any kind of partnership that you have, you're supposed to do the best of what you do. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do the best at what I do because I have a role to play. And you can't be everybody everywhere. And usually when you see organizations or situations where someone tries to be everybody everywhere, it fails. So that's the thing that concerns me about it because I do see this as something that could be successful mm -hmm. If he plays the mm. role that they brought him in to play. Mm -hmm. I do hear you, though. This isn't just some guy. No. So it will really be interesting to see if that's the permeating attitude throughout the regular yeah. season. Because I was assuming that, you know, and I guess, yeah. you know, they say when you assume uh, that this was not going to be a part of the dialogue. Right. Yeah, well, this is concerning, number one, that the conversation ain't been had yet. You got what I'm saying? Because obviously the way he responded, he ain't had this conversation with Steve Kerr and management and all that people that's running this team, right? Number two, you hit on it. 12-time All-Star, right? A member of the All-75 team, right? But the thing that sticks out to me most is never did not start a game in his career. Never mm. did not start a game. Over a thousand plus games he has played, he has never come off the bench. You know what Chris Paul just said? You know that lady on TikTok? Get somebody else to do it. 
<laughs> That's basically what he's saying. Get somebody else to do it. I am not coming off Jay, the bench. Jay, I got to interrupt you. I have to interrupt you. I'm loving this conversation. That's why I wanted to lead with it. If there was something better to lead with, we would have done that. Jay, I don't think people understand. And Joy, you and I have had many a conversations about ego. Ego can be the detriment to so many great things. Never let ego get in the way of your progress. But in the same times, often an ego is what makes an athlete great. Mm-hmm. And ego, believe, uh, ego causes an athlete to believe they are better than they actually are, mm-hmm. which leads them to perform better than they actually are capable of. Yeah. Ego serves so many athletes. If you at home don't realize, Chris Paul has an NBA record consecutive game starting. Mm. Literally since the merger, he has started more games than any other player in the history of the game of basketball to start a career. More than anybody else. If you don't think he doesn't realize yeah. that, that's one mistake you've already made. Secondarily, Chris Paul is still a top 10, top 12 point guard playing right now. Last time I checked, there's 30 teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want me mm-hmm. to come off the bench? I remember talking football and basketball. I love this show because we do both. I remember when Eli Manning's record for most games started was going to be collapsed. Yeah. Huge deal. Not just to the media, but even privately to Eli. Huge deal. Like, wait, you want me to come off the bench? Yeah. Like me? Mm-hmm. I started this many games. You want like that is a mm-hmm. and attest to this, that is literally a beacon of an unspoken trophy yeah. that athletes hold on to is consecutive games started. So slick, this is not going to, if it does happen, yep. it's not going over well. Mm. I I respectfully I disagree because I believe with what aspect? with the idea that he's not going to accept coming off the bench. Because I think if there's any team that is positioned to make the argument why, if that's what it comes down to. And normally, I would agree with you, James, a thousand percent. Wait a minute, you haven't had this conversation yet? My career started covering the Golden State Warriors when they drafted Chris Webber, and they didn't tell him when they drafted him, we plan on playing you at center. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute, I got to play against Shaq. I got to play Scheme. <laughs> I got to play against, like, no, 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 I'm a power forward. I want to be the next Charles Barkley. That was an issue. But in this case, it's a nuanced conversation in terms of Steph Curry came off the bench wet, like to, at the start of the playoffs and they won a championship. Sure. Draymond Green has come off the bench. Sure, different Manu, though. Manu Ginobili mm-hmm. just went into the Hall of sure, Fame. Sure, Spent his career coming up. Sure, so this is the question that you have to ask Chris Paul. I'm and waiting I, for it. And I would don't ask hope. him what Kendra asked him, though. And, I don't want him to snap at me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to yell at me. Yeah, well, I don't know that I would ask the question either. <laughs> I, I'll let the Warriors ask the question. <laughs> which is, what do you want? Do you want the consecutive streak? Do you want to be a starter? Or do you want to win a championship? Ooh, talk about it, Rick. Because everybody's got to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So if that's the one thing that you've always wanted that you don't have, we know how to get it. Mm. And we've done it. And we've done it by coming off the bench when, when that was called. You know, you want to know what's crazy, though, is as athletes, we feel like when we on the field. Hey, my dog. <laughs> literally about to say the same thing. That is our chance to win a championship. And you telling me that I'm about to be on the bench mm-hmm. and we going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. No. And if you ever, if you watch Chris Paul's career, forget all the stats, forget all the all-stars and top 75 team. He is a competitor. 
Like, Chris Paul don't mess around. There ain't a lot of smiles and giggles and all that on the court like all these other NBA players. Chris Paul, when he step on there, he like Russell Westbrook. It is time to go. Mm-hmm. You on the opposite team, I'm ready to compete. He is a competitor. This ain't going to sit well with Chris Paul coming off the bench. This is That's not what he does. I don't care who's in front of me. When I'm on the court, my team is better. And that is not coming off the bench. This is going to be a problem. And they ain't had the conversation with him yet. Obviously, the way he responded... Mm-hmm. Chris going to be up out of there. Joy, were you surprised? Because you've covered sports long <laughs> enough to have seen several of these I'm types of interactions. He's going to be gone. Were you surprised by Chris Paul's response to the reporters in, those, in that moment? Yeah, kind of, because Chris Paul's a vet, and he knows what these what saying these things means. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I love Summer League. People getting loose. <laughs> <laughs> getting loose out here. It's Vegas. Yes. I mean, listen, it's got me once or twice. Or five or ten. Uh, <laughs> but, but what James mentioned is the most important part of it. Him being a little snappy and stuff, okay, you know, whatever. People do that. But he said that they hadn't talked talk mm-hmm. about Correct. it. It's been a minute, huh? Since been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Like, been a while. what? What do you mean you yeah. haven't had that conversation? But I have an idea, Joy. I have an idea. <laughs> I think the reason they haven't talked about it is because you understand that this is an uncomfortable conversation that will not go well for anybody. Slick. I don't think you're incorrect in your thought process. I just think you're ignorant in your thought process to the fact of what James alluded to. Athletes believe they're better when they're on the field. Shady sits here uh, most regularly, and Shady says when he went to Kansas City, and then won a Super Bowl. But then when he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl and Fournette was in front of him and there was another rookie, it might have been Ronald Jones in front of him, you're like, wait a second now. I could do that. That's how athletes think. Whether they could or they couldn't, what makes most athletes great is they think they can. How do you think you're going to be better with me off the bench? It doesn't make sense. But but, but to Slick's point, we love that for you. We love that you think that. It's gotten you this far. But what you do and what we do are two different things because we have these things. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of them. We're what's called a dynasty. You haven't been a part of that. Mm-hmm. And now you might be. So you can get on board with how we do things mm-hmm. or you can tank your legacy and that's your choice because at the end of the day, their legacy is set. Mm-hmm. They have their championships. They're going into the Hall of Fame. They're part of the All-75 team. They don't need to prove anything to anyone. Well, nope. Which ones though? Because Chris doesn't. Either. Golden State. Oh, yes, he does. He needs a ring. Hell yeah. Oh, yes, he does. Without oh, yes, he does. He, yes, he does. He, he will go down as one of the greatest point guards. All of fame, for sure. Right. Of course, all yeah. those things. For sure. How much would a ring? But there's a How difference between guys who have won rings and guys who have. There, there absolutely is. I, but there's also a difference between what role you play, and I wish yes. Shady was it, also it, here no, on that. There's I, a definitely I agree, a difference I agree, but, between what but, role you but play. I, where, where else I would slick again on that is, we know that there is a certain level of respect for winning with Golden State if you do things the way that they do it. Like, I don't, I'm not going to think less of Chris Paul if he wins a ring with Golden State yeah. and, and comes off the bench and supplements but Chris, what this is, what's but happening But Chris there. might, though. Like, at the end of the day, as an athlete, when you go out there, like... If you don't feel like you're a part of winning the championship, that oh, ring ain't going to mean too much to you. He's not like a mentor. He's, 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 he, yeah, com- that's not the same Number thing. one, the conversation ain't been had because they know what type of player they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a Hall of Fame player. Sure. So that's why the conversations ain't been had because they probably still are in there trying to iron out the conversation out how we gonna on how we're going to do this. Right. But it's, but it's not just conversation. It's, it's let's get on the floor. 
Who, who says that the Warriors have already decided he's coming off the bench? He ain't. The way he just right? responded. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, but that's fine. Right. But I, I guarantee you, as much as every athlete believes that, hey, we're better when I'm on the floor, and I would dare say when the ball's in my hand, sure. somehow, some way, yeah, no like doubt. I am just not a ride-along no here, doubt. right? Like no I, can, I can contribute to this. No doubt. There's also when you actually practice and you put things out there and you're asked to do certain things and somebody else does it better. Well, that's right. You, you, can't, you can't fool players. I'm telling you, you right that, now. That response, take, that response right there is... Steph better go to the two, <laughs> and, and I better point. go to the one. Okay. Okay. Uh, we better figure out something else to Clay, do. Clay can and, figure it out. And I'll tell you that's what. It. That's what that was. It's very possible that the Warriors would no do that yeah. in order to say, okay, and let's see where yep. it goes. 100%. And let's see how we play with that. And let's see how yes. it goes. They at least going to have to start like that. Yep. No, based on that response. Based but, on that response, they're going to have to start but, like that. But I believe that in part, like what we're talking about, I guarantee you, the Warriors knew who they were getting. They knew his reputation. They knew, they knew his accomplishments. They were like, okay, how do we play this mm-hmm. in order to make this work? It, it, I cannot wait to revisit this conversation <laughs> later in the show. It went even better than expected. Well, coming up, all eyes have really been on Dame Lillard. He's a superstar, all-NBA caliber talent, but he is on the move, and we are trying to figure out where he is moving to. Is he the missing piece for a championship in Miami? That is next. Remember, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. We are just getting rolling here on Speak. Do not go anywhere. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup because we are that's right australia new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lawless's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, let's head to the really fascinating story in the NBA and in all the sports right now. Dame Lillard, seven-time All-Star, but his days in Portland, they may be numbered. Reports say Clippers, Celtics, they both have interest, but he, quote, wants to be in Miami, period, close quote. This is the same Miami Heat team that is coming off a loss in the NBA Finals. I did not write that. Somebody else wrote that, Joy. I don't know why they had that that's, subtle that's jab. Fa- that's yeah. factual. Where did, they t- where did they lose, though? They lost in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Operative word there being lost or NBA Finals. You can choose. You can choose. You can choose. Um, okay, here's what's most fascinating. All eyes have been on Dame Lillard, not because he's a guy. All eyes have been on Dame Lillard because he is a superstar. He is the guy. All eyes have been on Dame Lillard because he is a all-NBA talent. All eyes have been on Dame Lillard because we have been led to believe that where Dame Lillard goes, if he goes to the right place, a championship will follow. Joy, are you convinced, when you talk about Miami and how great that organization has been, are you convinced that Dame Lillard is the missing piece for the Heat? I am convinced. There's no guarantees in anything in any of these moves, as we know. But if you are talking about best case scenario, if you add Dame to the Miami Heat, the Heat are going to be considered one of the best teams in the, in the East NBA. and in the league. Yeah. 
Now, everyone might start picking apart all the other things, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a few moments. (laughs) 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 If you're talking about adding a piece like Damian Lillard to a core group of stars, which is the scenario in which this would happen, it would be Jimmy Butler, Dame, and Bam. They'll figure out the rest of the roster, obviously, whenever, whenever the trades worked out. That's a team that you would consider in contention for the NBA Finals to, get, to come out of the East at the very least. Well, the Heat, with the core without Damian Lillard, have been the representative for the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals two of the last four years. Mm-hmm. So you add Dame to an organization that's run by Pat Riley. I'll need to get into Pat's you know, resume here, but they call him the godfather for a reason. He's been a part of 25% of the NBA Finals in league history. Mm-hmm. Solid start. Spolstra, <laughs> coached in quite a few finals himself, and mm-hmm. won multiple championships. This is a core, a, 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 and a culture, and an organization that knows how to put together competitive teams. So obviously a trade is going to be made here. And to me, the Heat have the best foundation for that trade to happen. I think that's really well said. I think it's really, really well said. That's right. I don't agree with it, <laughs> but I think it's really well said. Here is my issue with Dame, and I don't want to say it too loudly because I don't want everybody. Well, you are alive, so you're you on TV. I don't want ahead. everybody. Even if you whisper, they're going to hear you. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and then we're going to put it on social media. Yeah. Um, is Dame actually as good as everybody has led me to believe? The reason I question that Ooh. is because Dame was in a place for a mighty long time. Wait, wait, start that over. Say that one more time. I ain't hear my ear. Go ahead, say that again. Is Dame actually as good as everyone has led us to believe? The only reason I say that is not because he's not a top 75 player, not because he's one of the best players of the generation. It is this Dame has been in a place for a mighty long time. Mm-hmm. And I have seen other players in places for a long times who have gone further than Dame Lillard has gone. Mm-hmm. I grew up, uh, James, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Finally, after a long time coming, I saw Dirk Nowitzki bring the Mavs to a title with their second best player being a six man, notably in Jason Terry, mm-hmm. or their second best player being a 37 year old Jason Kidd. Yep. They had Brandon Haywood, I believe, getting minutes. You had Tyson Chandler getting minutes. Like, that was not a daunting roster, oh my God. But Dirk Nowitzki, and by the grace of God, the Miami Heat did, in fact, collapse. I've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo win in Milwaukee when they hadn't won in 50 years. Clearly, we just saw what the Joker did, the Joker, the Joker did in Denver. There for eight years. Giannis there for 10 years. Dirk ended up being there for 20 years, but at the time in which he won, was there for about 9 to 11. I've just seen players win in organizations that historically can't win. So slick, that's the only reason I'm not convinced Dame is a missing piece, because if he was a missing piece, he would have, in my mind, already been crowned king. Yeah, I don't know if he... I would agree with the idea that if he were that guy, if he were him, that he would have won in Portland. But I am with you with the idea with who, that though? I would have thought he would have gotten closer. He went to the Western Conference Finals once and got swept. All right. Now, do I think that he could be the missing piece of the Miami Heat? Yes, I do. I do. Say it with confidence now. <laughs> <laughs> but not this coming season. Because here's the issue that I have is if... To Joy's point, if I was just adding him to last year's Miami Heat team, I got no problem saying Mm -hmm. that's the team to beat, certainly in the Eastern Conference. They're going back. But they've already lost Gabe Vincent. Mm -hmm. 
They've already lost Max Struess. Mm -hmm. And I don't know which pieces, but I assume some of them are going to be going back the other way in order for Damien to go to Miami. Now, I know, Joy, I know Miami's hey, history. You caught it by a government. Of <laughs> Joy Taylor. <laughs> of, of developing players. But they don't do it. They don't pick them up off the street. They don't draft them or not draft them and invite them in and develop them right away. When they got swept two years ago in the first round, Dave Vincent and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson were all on that team. Mm -hmm. The following year when the Eastern Conference Finals, Caleb Morton was on that team. Those guys were not the players that they are now. Like, they need two or three years to get them. So the real question is, can they develop the rest of the team once they get Damian Lillard in order to reconstitute what they have now? Number one, um, Dame Lillard is that dude, right? You have, Dame Lillard is one of the best players in the world in the NBA. You have LeBron James, multiple superstars going like that. <laughs> <laughs> that mean Dame time. <laughs> that mean Dame has showed you he is that dude. If he goes to the Miami Heat, he is absolutely the missing piece, right? Yeah. Now, I do agree with you. If they can keep Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, one of them, I'm not saying both. If Pat can find out a way to keep one of them and give up picks just so you have another shooter around them, the Miami Heat with Dame Lillard on that team, he is the missing piece. Dame Lillard went to the Western Conference Finals, and the best player on his team, well, the second best player on his team besides him, was C.J. McCullough. Right? He wouldn't be in a lot of people's top 20, top 30 in the NBA. Mm -hmm. That was Dame Lillard's wingman, the best player on his team, sure. and he went to the playoffs eight years in a row. Sure, fair. Sure. Like, okay. Dame Lillard can take a team to the playoffs by himself. Here, here. So once you get to the playoffs, Cook. Cook, Jay Cook. now you got Bam, yep. now you got Jimmy Buckets, Cook. and now you got a team that Pat Riley's going to put around these dudes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, especially in the East, the team to beat. Dame will be in the finals Ooh. again. Ooh. I mean, not again, but the Heat will be in the finals again with Dame Lillard. Here's the only thing that I think we might be missing, at least I might be missing up until now, is being a great player isn't just about having moments. And being a great player isn't just about you being individually great. To me, being a great player is watching other players around you excel. Right, think about what the Joker has done with Jamal Murray. Think about what the Joker has helped do with Aaron Gordon. Think about what the Joker has helped do with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Think you about hear the names that you are saying? These is first-rounders and they're, ballers in the they're, NBA. They are. Name some of them dudes on uh, but, Portland. But have not always been ballers. Have not, Aaron Gordon has not always been a baller. He was, he was, he he was, was dominated in Orlando. He was most known for a slam dunk contest in 2016, jumping so, over hoverboard. You mean Aaron, to tell me Aaron, Aaron Donald wasn't like, I mean, Aaron Gordon wasn't like that in, in Orlando? He wasn't like Aaron, he's not like Aaron Ooh. Gordon that like was locking up uh, KD, supposedly. Like, Aaron Gordon was most known, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but he was most known for a slam dunk contest. He was know? the best player on that Orlando match. Okay, it's not saying a lot. Not winning. <laughs> but my, my thought is like, like, you make other people around you better. McCollum has been just as good, if not better, since he went to New Orleans. As soon as he went to New Orleans, he started getting more buckets. So I'm just sitting here saying, like... Where they been? What are we saying? I'm saying that <laughs> Where New I, Orleans I am not convinced that Dame is as good as everybody is trying to make him out to be, thus assuming yeah. he's just going to go to Miami and win. Because if he were, I believe there would have been more winning done in Portland. Because I believe that the players eight around playoff would have elevated. Eight playoff appearances is not winning? Four playoff series won in 11 years. You with who, Acho? 
Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we're, we're, we're bouncing around a lot here. Like, we're not really breaking down the rosters that were in Portland's, specifically that roster that went the farthest. I mean, I, I have it here if you, if you want me to read off the, mm. the starting lineup. Please, Jordan. Nurk, CJ, Gary Trent. Mm. Dame, starting lineup, mm. starting lineup was Dame, CJ, Maurice Harkless, mm. Al Farouk Aminu, mm. and... Ennis Freedom. Oh, Lord Jesus. And Myers, Myers Leonard. But what was, what was Miami Heat's starting lineup this year? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because everyone Mavericks. continues to talk about the Miami Heat's roster. And I really appreciate that we have, we have all educated ourselves and we've finally come to the point where we can, we can graduate into new information, right? Because all postseason, I heard that these guys were not serious players, mm. that they were not stars, that they were, nope, do not, <laughs> nope, nope. I'm not going to allow it. Not I'm serious. not going to allow nobody it. Said not they were serious. not, nobody was picking them against any, in any series. Yeah, you're right. Nobody, nobody. When Jimmy went down, it was like, it's a wrap. No, we picked them against the Knicks. We did pick them against the Knicks. Okay, I'll give you guys the Knicks. That's very edgy of you. <laughs> That's it. Very edgy. That is it, though. That is, that is it. it. That is it. <laughs> Okay, Cling so, on to that so, one. so I hear you on, on the Heat's developing players. But again, anyone who gets Dame is going to be giving up a significant amount mm -hmm. of, of capital yep. to get him. Yep. So if you're going to ask to go somewhere, wouldn't you feel more comfortable going somewhere, knowing that this is a massive trade that's going to happen, going somewhere that has the ability to put together rosters like the Heat have, Develop or bring in free agents or, yeah. or, or sign people and put them in the right position to win. Anywhere he goes, they're going to be emptying the cupboard. That's a given. Sure. Why do you think they're going to be entering the cupboard? What? Emptying the cupboard. I right? don't know. Because he's, he's really dude. good. Because he's a top 75 player. Well, but it's also the position that the Miami Heat are in. And you're, you're kind of shifting this to why wouldn't Dame go to the Miami Heat above any place else? Well, I mean, there. I mean, Rather, there, of course, there's nowhere else to go. It's the, the most solid place. Like, there's, it's, it's tough to make an argument for anywhere else. The only other place I would even entertain is the Bucks, and there's still a lot of questions about the Bucks roster. But here's the question. Here, this is to me is the question: is is he is he the missing piece for them to win a championship? And I could make the case. I could make the case that in much the same way that Steph, Draymond, and Clay Thompson all benefited because of their, their, rec their respective abilities, made each one of them better. They fit together. I could make a case that Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and their strengths and their weaknesses are the same complement that Dre, Clay, and Steph have, right? Yeah. However, however, it's... Have we seen it just be Steph, Clay, and Dre win a championship? No, of no, course you need a rest of the roster. Exactly. But, but, okay, so but then let's not, thing, talk about, let's not is, talk about Phoenix thing, this year. Let's not talk about Phoenix yeah, this year. This let's not thing. talk about the Lakers yeah. this year. Unless you are a complete top-to-bottom built roster like the Nuggets, they shouldn't even, no one should be in the no, conversation but not only for, the, that, for the, is, winning the championship. It is easy to put players around superstars. Mm. It is easy to put players around superstars. You have three all-star players on your roster. It'll be easy to be able to build a team around those three superstars. Just like when Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. He is the great thrower of the football. 
Put anybody in Andy Reid offense as a receiver, and Patrick Mahomes is going to make you right. Just like playing with Aaron Rodgers. If you have three all-stars, it is easy to put players around those guys. This is a great line of demarcation of this conversation because you make a phenomenal point. You named players that, in my mind, it does not matter. They make everybody around them better. I do not, where I am saying is not that Dame is not that good. I am simply saying I am not convinced that Dame makes everybody around him better. I believe that Jimmy oftentimes does. Oftentimes? Correct. I believe that he does. (laughs) All the time. Since he stepped foot in Miami, you you best not say Jimmy doesn't make players around him better. But here's what we know. Jimmy has not been able to get it done either, and Jimmy has played with him. Because he needs one more superstar with him. Here's what I am getting at, and here's what I'm getting at is, I'm just not sure that Dame is going to be the dude that all of a sudden the whole tide will float because of Dame Lillard's arrival. If Dame was that dude, I believe that in 11 years we would have seen it by now. Russell Westbrook is a top 75 player. I don't believe Russell Westbrook's style of play is conducive to winning championships. You think Russ and Dame are the same? I think Russ is significantly better if you think about accolades. Russ has had a significantly better career than Dame Lillard. Significantly better, and it is not comparable. You think Dame, one is an MVP, but, but you think Russ's not. game plugging into another organization and Dame's game playing into another organization is the same? No, not, not right now. No, no, not right now. But there was a period in time, if we all recall, when Russ was on his transition out of OKC, and everybody was like, "Where Russ about to go? The Lakers got to get them some Russ." Before Russell Westbrook, we all thought Russell Westbrook was that Dame, dude. Damian and Russell are not the same type. I just, of player. I, not think, at all, I but think Dame is talented. getting the bad end of this stick because he has. Portland has never really put a solid team around him, right? So why is, why is he going to pass up some of them shots that Dame Time is taking to try to get his teammates involved? And his teammates ain't like that. We just talked about his, the best teammate he had was CJ. And CJ is not in the top 20. Dame ain't had these teams. If Dame is on a team like Miami and had those shooters around him, I guarantee them dudes is going to be better. I guarantee you that. With, all the, with, with what Dames bring, I guarantee you they are going to be better. With him, with those two superstars and the team they put around him in Miami, when he does go to Miami, they are going when. to be a contender. Talk about it. When mm. he goes when. to Miami. Mm. Mm. When. Mm. Mm. We'll be watching. <laughs> and I will be waiting. Coming up, should the Cowboys pressure increase this coming season. Dak Prescott, he said recently that the urgency it is up there as he turns 30. We got a lot to say about that next on Speed. If he was asking to go to the Bucks, would he be the missing piece? Yes. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here and I am so happy to announce my new interview series The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. All right, family, let's head to Dallas if we shall. Dak Prescott, he turns 30 years old at the end of the month. He was asked if that should increase the sense of urgency to win. And he said, quote, 1,000%, close quote, adding, you don't have forever to play this game, James. You know the NFL colloquially stands for not for long. Dak Prescott has obviously played for longer than most, and he will continue to play at a high level. You know Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, well. You know that offense. You know that system. You know what's going on in Dallas. Should Dak feel more urgency? Going into the season, into the playoffs, he's lost several games. He's won a few games as well. What kind of urgency should he be feeling? Absolutely. 
right? You getting you 30, you know, you ain't getting no younger. But not only that, your team is built the right way. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're on a bad team and, and Dak Prescott is the star and you gotta win a bunch of games. So you, your team is built the right way. You got a top five defense, you had seven pro bowlers on your team last year, and you added Brandon Cooks, yeah. you add Stephon Gilmore, like you added some superstars, right? If you play better in the playoffs last year, your team is headed to Philly, you know, and who knows what's going to happen in that game. So absolutely the urgency is up because your team is built the right way and you didn't play the way you felt like you should have played last year. And when you do this year, then the Cowboys got themselves a chance. But it is absolutely, hey, the urgency is up. It is time to go because this team is built the right way around Dak Prescott and he has to get his team there. Nah. <laughs> mm. He's a cowboy for life. He's 30 years old. Cowboy for life. 30 years old is the new 25 mm. quarterbacks. I don't know if you know that, you especially right. when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. You're right. I mean, who we got? Tom Brady at 43. When the last time the Cowboys? God forbid it. When the last time the Cowboys been to a Super Bowl? Oh, well, that's the forever. urgency but, 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 is. Are, huh? we putting, are we putting that <laughs> yeah. on Dak? No, I'm like, just saying. You know, at some point you just kind of yeah. go, oh, this is just the way it is. Like you don't count on on getting to the Super Bowl. No, I mean financially where he is, they can't afford to just kick him to the curb. Of course not. Like they're they're. They're kind of stuck. They've, they've married this cat, and there is no divorce without it being uber expensive. So um, it sounds good. I'm turning 30. Yeah, I really need to get it more. But look, there are a lot of other sacred cows that are, that are going to go. And you can just ask anybody who's on Joy's uh, social media feed, like all the cowboy fans. They're not out there. They're not going to be out there with torches and pitchforks. Like, get Dak up out of here. We've done, we're done. Like, that's not going to happen. So uh, as much as it sounds good, I'm turning 30. I need to get it done. And, James, you make all the point. Like, I agree with you. Like, he, he should feel that urgency. But to me, like, Justin Fields and Trey Lance and uh, Russell Wilson – all of those cats have to be feeling more urgency because they got more at stake than, than Dak does. Man, I, I was holding back. <laughs> I lost track of all the uh, jokes in there. Um, not, not what you said. No, no, no. You know, responses. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course Dak should feel some urgency this season. Now, I agree with you. Nothing's going to change. Um, one, because Cowboys fans think they're going to win the Super Bowl every single year, and as we all know, they never come close. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as Cowboys fans go, they're perfectly comfortable winning the division. You know, if they beat a couple divisional opponents, they beat the Eagles, you know, they make it to the playoffs. That's a nice season for them, and that's good enough for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been for like three decades almost. So uh, as far as, you know, the fan base turning on Dak, that's not going to happen. Uh, they're perfectly comfortable with the level of play that they're they're getting from Dak Prescott they make that they make that very clear I think Jerry is as well and you know there's something to be said for that you know it's, uh, they are a loyal organization you can be loyal to a fault um, so I, I do think that the pressure is more on Mike McCarthy this year because he's taking over play calling and you know there is a bit of a sense of when is Dak going to deliver all the way in the postseason and maybe, you know, we've made these adjustments. We've brought in other players. We've brought in Brandon Cooks. We've brought in some high-level players. Not that they didn't have a bunch last year, but, hey, you could always use more. Um, but as far as the sense of urgency goes, I think it's more about the NFC than it is about everything that they have going on. Because really, when you look around the NFC, mm-hmm. it's light. 
It's very it's, light. It's very light, mm. it's very very light compared to the AFC. <laughs> can't get no lighter. So it can't really get lighter than it is right now. Now, I think there will be a team that emerges as much better than we think that they are, just okay. looking at the landscape and what's on paper right now. Always does. But, yeah, but, like, this is a year... I mean, every year we come up with a new excuse why the Cowboys don't win. But this is a year where it's like, uh, uh, like you kind of, you, you should probably get it done. Now, nothing's going to happen, of course, because it's the Cowboys. And like I said, you know, it's a lot of money and they, they don't care. They do this every year. If you don't get it done now, I don't know when you will get mm. it done. Mm. I think this is Dak Prescott's second best chance. 2016 yeah. was a phenomenal chance. And if y'all recall, 2016, you had a young Zeke. You had a phenomenal offensive line, Tyron Smith. But he was a rookie. Though. Zach, well, he was a rookie. Yeah. But I'm just saying that was his best chance. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't realize at the time, yeah. but like mm. that was his best chance. Outside of that, this team Man. is phenomenal. Yes. Not only is this team phenomenal, but you get the perfect timing of your team is great and the NFC is weak. Yes. Like, how do those stars align in such magnificent fashion? Team is great, NFC is weak. But here is really the stat that's most mind-blowing to me because this is the extensive list. This is the fully extensive list of quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls with the team that drafted them after the age of 30 if they didn't win before. Quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls with the teams that drafted them. It's Peyton Manning, and that is it. That's it. Mm. If you don't win a Super Bowl before mm. turning 30 with the team that drafted you, you not doing it unless your name is Peyton Manning. Wow. Mm. And so when you really think about it, and really this is probably the most sobering statistic a Cowboys fan could hear because outside of Peyton Manning, you only also have Matt Ryan. He obviously didn't yeah. win, but he went in year nine. Essentially, that is to say, if you are going to go, and James, you know this because you saw Rodgers went in year six, year three as a starter. If you're going to go, you likely would have gone by now. That's why I tell uh, Bills fans all the time, like, hey, if y'all don't go no time soon, don't think you're ever going. Ravens fans, yeah. if y'all don't go sometime soon, you're probably not ever going. Chargers fans, y'all got about three more years to go or you're likely not going because there is a new herd of talented QBs, JJ, coming. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, yo, Dak has to feel the pressure now. Yeah. No doubt. And it's crazy you say that because... We used to look at the NFC, too. When we was rolling, we like, yeah, we going again. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I, I was telling my family, hey, don't even buy no tickets for this NFC championship. Go and meet me at the Super Bowl. We, we going, right? It is time right now. You have the right team. The NFC is weak. Yep. It is time right now to go. If they don't get it done within these next two years, you are right. They ain't going. And Dak Prescott might be on another team. They are not going. It is time right now. And that is why the urgency is up. The Dallas Cowboys players and coaching staff are looking. Niners, Eagles. And, and who Niners, knows? Niners don't even know who has. But I'm just saying, they might have to play each other in the playoffs. And, and, and knock each other. Who knows? But that is the teams that you are looking at that you can clearly say that can beat you when they walk out on that football I got a question for field. you before we got to head to break. 2011, y'all won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I think it was 10, 11 season, 10, something 10, like that. Yeah. By 2000, and the year after y'all won the Super Bowl, y'all were 15 and 1. Come on, don't, don't, don't. I, I'm, don't. Not I'm not going to turn the knife. I'm not going to turn the knife. <laughs> I need you to bring the viewer yep. in here. Obviously, y'all yep. were 15 and 1, didn't yep. win the Super Bowl. It's not the point yep. of this. The point is, did you know in 2011, I believe you had Rodgers. I believe you had Jermichael Finley. I believe you had you, Greg Jennings, maybe Jordy Nelson. Yes. Maybe Randall Cobb was just getting there. Yeah. You had James Starks at running back. Mm -hmm. I think on defense, by then you would have had Clay Matthews. You probably still had A.J. Hawk. Eddie I don't Lacey. Know. You had guys. Yes. You had guys. Yes. Did you know that, like, this 
is the time. Because also in the NFC, the Niners were not yet the Niners because they were figuring out the Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation yeah. of it all. So we didn't know if Cap was going to send to who he was. Yeah. Did you know, like, hey, let's go get another one real we knew. quick? We knew. We knew. And, and it was crazy because after we won it, we're looking at everybody on the roster and we like, dang, we young. My contract ain't coming up for a minute. Jordy ain't coming up for a minute. Randall, a young player. James Starks, a young player. Eddie Lacy, a young player. Jermichael Finley, a young player. Nobody coming up for no contracts, right? We got Clay not coming up for BJ Raji. Everybody's young. We like, we finna, we finna run three, four of these things off, right? And then the next season we come out, we hot, we fit, we go 15, well, we 13 and 0, and we ain't talked about going undefeated the whole time. Coach Mike comes in the team meeting and he says, what everybody been waiting on him to say, we going for it, undefeated. The next week we get slapped by Kansas City. <laughs> so, 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 so that's out. But looking at the roster and the way we were playing and the way we were built, we like, we finna run these things off. And we only ended up what winning wrong? one. Yeah. The luck of the draw. All right, we, we just didn't make plays when we had to make plays. We got home playoff games. We in NFC championship games at home, and we play our worst football. And, and, and that's football. We, we ain't play our best. And that's everybody across the board and didn't get it done. And we had our opportunities to go, and it didn't happen. Chris Paul is looking to get it done in Golden State, where he has just gone. He's shaking up the landscape of the National Basketball Association. But he had a quote that leads me to believe there will be major chaos in the Bay this coming season. You have to hear it. That's next on Speed. Baseball is in full swing, and so is flipping bats. This all-star game, join us in Seattle for the best views of the Midsummer Classic. The wall, it's gone. We'll be doing live pregame shows and live postgame shows for both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So join us for two amazing nights, July 10th and 11th. To celebrate the best players in the game, tune in and follow us on FoxSports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, we got to get back to the NBA because this is fascinating, America. Chris Paul, you know he is a warrior, the future Hall of Famer. He's already been seen hanging out with Steph Curry at Summer League as his new teammate. But been a lot of speculation on his role with the team. Please take a listen to this. What do you think of, of their depth, their, their bench players that you might be playing alongside? Uh, you coaching? <laughs> no? Oh, okay. You've never come up with a your entire career. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? Me and Steven have talked or whatnot, but I, you know, that ain't something that you'd be like, what up, man, where you starting, you coming up, you know what I mean? So I think we'll figure all that stuff out we can. Okay, so here's fascinating. Here's what y'all need to know. Chris Paul obviously was traded to the Warriors, I believe roughly a month ago, but him and head coach Steve Kerr have not talked about Chris Paul's role. Based upon that interview, I think you have to consider starting Chris Paul. Yes. One, because Chris Paul was not only shocked, but he was offended at the notion that he might be playing with the bench players. Literally asking rhetorically the reporter, are you coaching when she infers that he might be coming off the bench? But if you are Chris Paul, outside of Steph Curry, who is worthy of starting over you when you think about all these other individual accolades? If you're Chris Paul and you are a 12-time All-Star, 11 times All-NBA, there's no way that five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA Klay Thompson starting over you. There's no way that four-time All-Star Draymond Green, albeit eight-time Defensive Player of the Year, albeit eight-time Defensive Player of the Year, is starting over you. Now, Joy holding up four because they have won four rings, but if you are an individual Chris Paul, you're looking at the individuals that are starting over you, and you're saying to yourself, 
What they starting over me for? Yeah. So I think, Jay, you have to, have to, for the sake of at least just massaging Chris Paul into the organization, you have to consider starting him and do it week one. So, so this is a little tricky for me because when you got traded, you knew everything they had, right? So if you knew you didn't want to be in that situation, you could have said, hey, hey I'm going to opt out, do whatever I got to do. I don't want to play there even though y'all traded for me here. I see what y'all got. For him to react like that, knowing what the Warriors have, and for you not to even say, you know what, like if I was in that position, I'd be like, you know what, I see what they got. You know, that could be a possibility. I could come on. He looking like, no, 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 y'all talking, y'all talking to the wrong one. I am not coming. This, this is a problem. And to not even have the conversation, and it's been a month after the trade, this is a problem. You have to start him now. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand people talk about chemistry and you don't want all these rings and all. You have to start Chris Paul now, right? And if it don't work out, maybe in the middle of the season, early in the season, you can work out the way, you, way you're doing this. But Chris Paul has to run out there with the starting lineup. Number one, he's earned that. With, the, with what, he, yes, he's earned that with the type of career he's put together. He's, he's earned that. If it was any other team, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He's, he's earned that, right? So they have to figure out a way to make this work, but he has to try it out there. It's going to be problems in Golden State. Chris Paul is not a positionless player. He's not LeBron James. So I hear you, but he would never start over Draymond Green because no. they don't play the no. same position. But right? bum Dre to the five. Bum Dre down to the three. Sure, but we also know that matchups matter. Maybe not for the first, like, three weeks of the season, but when we're talking about when it matters, sometimes you have to adjust your lineup depending on who you're playing, like in the postseason when you hope Chris Paul is available. While we're talking about what's been earned and proven, and that's also part of your resume. I hear you on that, and maybe you do just, you know, trick off the first three weeks of the season for chemistry purposes. It's a long season and, you know, whatever. The Lakers started like 2-12 and 12 last year, right? Ended mm-hmm. up in the Western Conference Finals. So you got a little time to massage this through if this is an actual problem, which it's kind of smelling like one right now. My thing is, I really struggle with the whole walking and kicking the door down thing without no rings on them things. Like, it's, it's, it's hard for me. I hear you. You're a great player. You're great. But I got four of them things like this. They're big and shiny. I can't even wear them at the same time because they make them so big. They're like this. You know what I'm saying? The other one clicks on the other one. I got to put them on both hands. That's what we've done over this span that we've been together. So if you're going to bulldoze your way into a situation as a player that, yes, we all know is great, but hasn't ever gotten it done mm-hmm. and, and has a reputation of not being available when it matters most, I'm not saying humility because I don't really believe in humble, but I do believe in strategy. And if you're going to insist publicly that there are certain roles that you should be playing when you haven't ever been in a role to compete for a championship, let alone win one, I mean, you might even rub the fan base the wrong way. Yeah, but I see that's the conversation that they should have had with Chris. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And with not having that conversation, because we're sitting up here talking about what's best for the Warriors. Chris is like, I don't care yes, nothing yeah. about the Warriors, yeah. right? What, what's best for me? But, Jay, you know what the thing is? It's not really a conversation. If you are Chris Paul, I'm not talking about whether or not I'm starting. Like, y'all realize how simple-minded that sounds? Yeah. Like, if you're Chris Paul, and you can look at the same thing with your reputation preceding you. NBA champions, they draft first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Those first-round picks, uh, NBA and NFL champions draft, they start. 
Because what they did in college, it carries over to the new organization, mm -hmm. regardless of how great the new organization was or wasn't. Mm -hmm. What Chris Paul has done the previous 16 or so years of his NBA career, Ooh. it will carry over regardless of what the Warriors have and have not done. Furthermore, Slick, before I tossed you the, the, the basketball, they traded for him. Mm. He didn't trade for them. They said, we want you, Chris Paul. Sure. Chris Paul did not say, I want you, Golden State. So I wasn't begging to come here. I wasn't a free agent banging down Steve Kerr's door. So if y'all traded for me, then y'all asked for me. Okay, but there's two sides to that equation. And can we consider, I'm glad we got here, because I think we have to consider where Chris Paul is and what his mindset is right now. And because that's what I nobody hear, knows. I, well, but I, I, think, I think his pride has been hurt. Yeah. In a big way. Of course. Right? Because not only, yes, the, the, the Golden State Warriors traded for you. Washington Wizards were also willing to trade you for Jordan Poole. All right? And maybe more damaging or more hurtful, you were with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You were the guy in Phoenix who they didn't even get to the playoffs without you. You showed up. You went to the finals. Mm -hmm. And now they decided Bradley Beal is going to give us a better chance of getting Thank back you. there. Then you, Chris Paul. Ooh, that hurts. I only like hearing that. Yeah. So now, so now, that's all in my head. And now, some damn lame Bay Area reporter is going, so how you feeling about coming off the bench? Mm. What? I just got traded twice. Don't tell me I'm a sub now. Ugh. I don't need to hear that. Mm. We, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. I didn't come here with that idea, right? That ain't going that's my, that's my, pray, my pride kicking up, right? But it goes back to, and I, I just, because I've watched this, and I've watched the Warriors not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, which is we will do whatever it takes to get that ring. And we've done that four times. And we have all, and we can show you the tape, we have all sacrificed our egos, our pride, in order to do what's best for the team. So you might start, you might not start. We don't know. But we're all going to be in this together to do what's best to win a ring. And James, I guarantee you, the year that you want a ring, yeah. you are asked to do things that you're like, wait a minute, you asked me to do that? Mm -hmm. Like, you were asked to play a role, yeah. and you were asked to do things that you're like, you might have thought, mm -hmm. you might have had felt some kind of way. But at the end, when it got you where you wanted to go, you yeah, but I, I wasn't the caliber player that Chris Paul is. I didn't have all the accolades that Chris Paul has, so that's different. I've been around superstar players where they like, no, nah, no, nah, ain't happening. Ain't going to that position. Nope. I ain't running that route. Nope. Like, I've, I've been around players like that. I've been around superstar players. Hey, whatever you need. I don't think Chris Paul's that type of player. Mm. I don't think Chris Paul wants to come off the bench mm. and win a ring. Yeah. I truly believe Chris Paul is not watching the tape as we've seen his stats fall off, as we see him get slower. He's not watching the tape. For me, when I was entering in the year 10, I knew, you slow, mm -hmm. you ain't getting open, you done, right? But a lot of players I've seen like that when I was a young player, like, man, you done. You, and they, no, I'm still that dude. Yeah. I truly believe that Chris Paul still thinks that he's that guy to get a team to a championship. And that is why you respond the way you respond mm. with that question, no matter who's on the roster. Yeah. You know who you're talking to? That's how you look. You know who you're talking to? You know what I've done in this game? 
right? I'm able to get a team to a championship still. That's how Chris Paul. I know what you've done, he's, yeah, but I also but know what you That's how he's done. feeling right now. That is how he's feeling. Chris Paul feels like he still could play at a very high level and get a team to a championship, and that does not mean I'm coming off the bench. I don't care who on your team. I can't wait to watch. <laughs> uh, truly, I can't. I cannot wait to watch what happens in Golden State. And you shouldn't be able to wait to watch what will come up after this commercial break because we got to talk about the quarterbacks, the non-quarterbacks that are under the most pressure this season. What head coach, what general manager, what superstar wide receiver should be feeling the heat? Bill Belichick, is it his time? Boom or bust? That's next on Speed. family we know this much quarterbacks are always under pressure but now we got to talk about the non-quarterbacks that are under the most pressure in this nfl season and there are a whole lot of them i can't wait to give you this list at number five it's star cornerback Trevon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you do recall, Diggs, he's had a 10 interception season, had one of the most breakout seasons we've ever seen, but he was a second round pick, meaning there is no fifth year option to pick up. This is his big money year. The Cowboys defense will likely go as Diggs and Parsons do go. I do believe today is 7-11. He wears seven, Parsons wears 11. He is one of the candidates for what makes that Cowboys defense great. At number four, a name you will become very familiar with on this show, Todd Munkin. You're thinking to yourself, Acho, who the heck is Todd Munkin? Okay, he won two national championships back-to-back years as the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Lamar Jackson said he wanted a new OC. Enter Todd Munkin. Now remember, the last time Odell Beckham had a 1,000-yard season was when Todd Munkin was the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns in 2019. He does have NFL experience. Pressure is on this year with that loaded roster at number three head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala. Why? Because if you add Aaron Rodgers to a roster that already has a top five defense, we expect instantaneous results. Robert Sala, all eyes are on you. We know Rodgers is solidified, a four-time NFL MVP, but who are you as a coach? At number two, I've mentioned his name before, Odell Beckham. You know who he is. OBJ most notably made that catch, but we haven't seen Odell play football in over a year. Now, the last time we did see him play, he was on his way to winning a Super Bowl MVP, but he tore an ACL after previously tearing another ACL. Who is Odell? The Ravens overpaid for him in excess of $15 million this year, but I believe Odell going to earn all of that money, but the pressure is on, and at number one, maybe the greatest coach to ever coach the National Football League, Bill Belichick. He's got six rings, but without Tom Brady, he's average. I don't say that it is an insult. He literally is an average 500 head coach. Okay, that's my list. Nine quarterbacks under the most pressure. I got to bring in nine-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champ, mm-hmm. my is dog, there, James there, Jones. There. What is your list? Top five non-quarterbacks under the most pressure. You know pressure? what? What I like about your list, though, you got three coaches in there, right? It ain't us. <laughs> it's the coaches. But no, mine, starting at number five, listen, it is Chase Young, right? You have... A Pro Bowl as a rookie, and then you just went missing. We know you coming off of injury. They did not pick up your fifth-year option. It is time to go. Show the world that you are that dude, right? Chase Young, the pressure is on you to say that you are one of the premier pass rushers and defensive players in this league. And then I'm going with Kevin Stefanski. Hmm. You have a superstar quarterback, right? He getting all the practices under his belt. He ain't coming in there and his legs rusty, arm rusty. You you have Amari Cooper. You have a big-time defense. You just 
this adds to Darius Smith. Everything is put together in Cleveland the right way. Nick Chubb is there, run game. You should be able to have a really good season. The pressure's on you if you don't turn this thing around this year. I see year, Odell. I see OBJ. You have an opportunity to get with Munkin, what you just said, right? So the playbook's the same. You know all the plays. You know where you're going. And you are back in a position to be a bona fide number one wide receiver. Cooper Cup ain't over there. We know you got some weapons over there, but yep. you are the number one, right? When they go in there and Tom Munkin is drawing up these plays, how can we get it to OBJ? So we are going to see. Can you stay healthy? Can you get back Darren to that OBJ? Darren Waller, an unfamiliar name Ooh. for some viewers at home. Darren Waller traded from the Las Vegas Raider to the New York Giants. The highest paid tight end well, the Travis Kelsey in the National the Football League. That's what I was thinking. So you better earn your money, Darren Waller, right? 20, 28 catches, 300 and some yards. That's not enough for the highest paid tight end in the National Football League. You can run. You have all the talent. Can you stay on the field? Can you make Daniel Jones better? Saquon Barkley better? We're going to see, but the pressure is on. You're going to have to do something. And then the man that everybody's been waiting for, Kellen Moore. You come from the number one offense with the Dallas Cowboys, and you go to a place with a better quarterback, better receivers, <laughs> A better running back. You have everything there to be the number one offense again. But if Herbert takes a step back uh -oh. with the way you are calling these plays, uh -oh. ooh, people are going to be calling for your head. It is not a good fit. Maybe he's not that type of offensive coordinator that he thought he was because he has everything to score 30-plus points a game easily. The pressure is on, Kevin. I like Moore. that list. Let's head back to the desk. Let's head back to the desk. Let's head back to the desk. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, I see on James' list. Mm -hmm. Joy, I know you have somebody Brown-specific. Who do you think mm -hmm. is the non-quarterback under the most pressure? Yeah, I think it's for all the same reasons for the most part, except it's Andrew Barry. I'm going to go mm -hmm. a step ahead because he is the GM of the Cleveland Browns. And as we know, that's the person that got that contract that fully guaranteed $230 million for Deshaun Watson to bring him to the Cleveland Browns. Now, we know Kevin Stefanski can coach because he had Baker Mayfield rolling. You say what you want about Baker Mayfield <laughs> after that. So I, I don't have questions about whether Kevin Stefanski can coach or not. I do have questions about whether Deshaun Watson is going to be worth $230 million guaranteed, and that's going to fall on Andrew Barry to me. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers GM Brian Gutekunst. Ooh! Because... He's the one who picked Jordan Love mm. as the heir apparent mm. for Aaron Rodgers. Mm. He was the one who decided, it's time, Aaron, for you to go. It's time for, me, for Jordan to show what he's capable of. Yeah. Didn't have to do either one of those things, right? And so because of the way things ended so contentiously, i got to think, everybody's now watching and they're looking at Jordan Love, and it's not Aaron Rodgers, and who's responsible for this change? Mm. Ooh, that might be Brian Kudekunst. Mm. But I have a question for the two of you, especially. I didn't see Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I got Mike McCarthy on my list. Anywhere on your list. Mike ain't the problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't, Mike, think, Mike I don't think Mike's under a ton of pressure. Well, Mike ain't the problem, though. He just moved Kellen Moore out and yes. said the problem with Dak Prescott is, or was... Kellen Moore. You go first. Mike Jay. McCarthy came over there to the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys wasn't doing nothing, correct? Eight and he said, you know what? This is the way. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to change this thing around. And they have had winning seasons back-to-back. -back. Same thing he did when he came to Green Bay. Green Bay, terrible season. Coach Fire, Coach Mike coming there, right? 
2007, 13-3 with Brett Favre. And then the rest is history with Aaron Rodgers. Changing programs around. Right, Mike has come on, into the on, Dallas Cowboys on, and hold, changed, hold whether on. you like it or not, hold on. changed the Dallas Cowboys around. And whether we like it or not, the Dallas Cowboys is one of the best teams in the NFC with a chance to be in the NFC Championship, competing for a Super Bowl. And Coach Mike has a lot to do with that, period. George, did we not just have a conversation not too long ago where I was hearing all about the urgency of the Dallas Cowboys? It is, because it's time time to win a championship. No doubt. Uh, but, uh, no, it's you're right. Like it's going to fall on Mike McCarthy. I agree with you. He's just the it's, fact it's, is, it's not, it was it's crazy. Not, it's not going to fall on Dak. The question is just what is it that will fall? The, the pressure. Be, correct, but I don't know that there is as much of it because he's won 12 games the last two years. Oh yeah, I don't think they're going like, to. I don't think anyone's going to get fired. No. Like uh, to be clear, nothing's going to happen. Again, <laughs> nothing is going to happen. Dallas is cool. The <laughs> fans are happy. Everyone is we them boys. It doesn't matter what. They do well, or do nothing not is gonna, Nothing is going to happen if they have a good season and make it to the playoffs. Correct. If they lay an egg Correct. and don't now, have a good season and don't make it to the playoffs, now Mike, is now, under now Mike is under pressure. We have problems, and he could be up sure, out Sure, but, but no, that's no not one's anticipating. That would be hard. Too good of Correct. a football team, too good of a roster for that to happen. Correct. So that's why I'm like, Mike. <sighs> yeah, you're right. The standard's not Super Bowl in Dallas anyway, so it don't matter. I mean, <laughs> he just, he's done well. He's done well. My mom is a Cowboys fan, so. She's like, everybody rack up them. Stats, Coach Mike, get your yeah. 12 wins. Super Bowl ain't in y'all Well, speaking of Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals were just there a little over a year and change ago. Joe Burrow, he praised his relationship with superstar receiver Jamar Chase, but was it a shot at the team they knocked out the playoffs last year? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the Bills. That's next on Speed. <laughs> Okay, Bills quarterback Josh Allen, he obviously has dealt with a lot of drama, but he recently put out some fires about the speculation between the beef with him and Stephon Diggs. While over in Cincinnati, star quarterback Joe Burrow was asked about his relationship with his star wide receiver. And he said, quote, we got a strong bond on and off the field, and that translates onto the field. I think everybody can see that. You're not going to be a great team if your best players aren't close, trust each other, and work really hard. Remember, Burrow and Chase played together at LSU, that 2019 undefeated 15-0 all-world team. But if we recall, the beef between Josh Allen and Diggs has been permeating as of late. You think, Joy, that this was a shot at Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs from Joe Burrow? He is absolutely not taking a shot. I'd love to go on the journey with y'all, and <laughs> I, I hate to be the one to pour some water on this, this, this hot take fire, but he's right. Everything he's saying is true, but Joe's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. You know, he's Joe Shiesty. He's Joe, Joe Cool. He's spending his time thinking about Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs. He's, he's got a lot on his plate. He's a superstar. He's trying to win a championship. I'm sure he's filling his days with lots of fun and mm-hmm. shopping and stuff. He's not talking about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Now, I will say, when I was uh, prepping this morning, the first thing I said sarcastically was, shot at Josh Allen before I was asked <laughs> what the question was. Um, but that's just me being annoying. No, I don't think that this is a shot at Josh Allen. I agree. It's not a shot, but they did catch a stray. Yep. It's not at all a shot. Mm-hmm. But they definitely caught that stray. And it's one of those things where hit dogs holler. And it's like, if you thought of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, then they were impacted by it. Because it's the first thing I thought, too. I read the quote, and I was like, oh, is this a shot? Hmm. And I don't think it at all was. But 
The fact that Allen and Diggs, who are, truth be told, more rivalry with the Bengals than the Chiefs are with the Bengals, because <clears throat> Allen and Diggs, Burrow and Chase, neither have won Super Bowls. They have played each other in the playoffs as well. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Jay, like, wait a second now. You have it figured out. The Bills don't have it figured out. Was there any shade, do you think? No, I'm not going there with you like Joy said, man. We ain't, we ain't putting no water on this fight. No, but listen, this... This ain't a shot at them, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It is very true. I think, I think it's underrated, right? Like, I've sat at the lunch table, dinner table, parties at Aaron Rodgers' house, and you talk football, mm-hmm. right? And I've been in the game to where Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, man, remember when we was eating breakfast? Hey, run the route like that. True story. You know, in, in the game. You got what I'm saying? So, so that, that stuff matters. Like, you build chemistry. I, I remember... Me and Aaron Rodgers, we was at a party at his house, and he was like, hey, I got something. If I look at you twice, I won't hit and go this week. We just talking about the game. I won't hit and go this week. So we get in the game. He green 18. Green 18. Oh, I'm like, mama, here we go. I start getting, <laughs> start getting my gloves. Like, it's about to be showtime. Hit and go. But if we don't do that off the field, who's saying that that stuff's going to get touched in the meetings? Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard it, I'm like, he right. The closer you are off the field with your players and the guys, right, number one, you get to know your brothers and all that stuff better, and you start to be an unselfish team, and you win, right? Coach Mike, who's one of my favorite coaches, as y'all know, standing up here, he, he said something that always stuck with me, and I give it to my little kids that I coach today. The most talented teams don't win championships. The closest ones do. Mm-hmm. We lost 18 starters when we won the Super Bowl, but... Mm. Jordy Nelson knew I was going to ride for him. Mm-hmm. I ain't care nothing about the ball. I ain't care nothing about that. When we take this film, from right, but we were a really, really close team. And you do that stuff off the field. So when I heard it, I'm like, he right. That's how you win. And you're going to see JoJo. He ain't worried about Josh. He just beat Josh out. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo, like, I'm on to now trying to get to another Super Bowl. If uh, any of your kids' team won championships? We lost in the championship, but we got we got a team though. Mike, want to come up with a new quote? That's how you gonna do. We gonna be in there again. We gonna be in there again. We gonna be in there again. Y'all see us? Chris Paul, you might want to take note of what James. Chris, like I'm good with that if I'm starting. Come on, let's right, go eat. Right. You know? Uh, I, I, I agree with you. As much as I, it'd be great to stir this up and think that that's going to add to the rivalry, it's because of where he started with the conversation, which is our relationship off the field. We don't know what Josh and Stefan's relationship is off the field. I mean, all we know is Stefan had issues with the play calling in that game or with the ball coming to him. And what I found interesting is that he did it to Josh. Mm. He didn't do it to Dorsey, or he didn't, like, he didn't, he didn't go to the OC and complain. He complained to Josh. Mm. And why would you do that? Like, if that was your boy, like, if that, I, I, that's, that's the part about their relationship that when I was seeing more of, and the, the most damning part of it is, like, how do you, how do you fix that? The I, relationship ain't that strong if you could do that to your boy. Exactly. That's what I said. Period. That's, that's, I said that's, that last week, you that's, know. That, exactly. And so that's the bigger issue here. Forget whether who he's taking a shot at. Because you said it's true mm-hmm. in terms of where the bills want to go, it's almost like, oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Diggs and Josh and I, they, they, they might not be able to get us there. Correct. And we will see if they can because we have been waiting on y'all bills to get it done. 
right, family, we got to end the show with a laugh as we check in on our social life. Superstar power forward Anthony Davis, Lakers stars. I'm not sure what he's doing, Joy. Actually, he's supposed to be boxing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's getting a little, getting a little cardio in. You know, boxing oh, is a man. good workout for that. Jay, why are you laughing? It's more fun than money. Uh, AD, find something else to do. Uh, go, go jog on the treadmill or something right here, cause, because the way you look right here, man, them little pinch of bugs he throwing, them ain't finna do nothing. <laughs> you know, the good thing is, is if, any guy, if he squares off with anybody in the NBA, it's he's gonna start laughing yeah. and just walk yeah. the other way. Yeah. Do it. They gonna the, say, move out of the way. The right? will be over. Security gonna be there before AD got up there. One jab. 